You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are back here on Represent on Sin. Joining me today is a very special member. It is Adam Ban, federal member for Melbourne and the leader of the Greens Party. Thank you for joining us today, Adam. Yeah, pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Adam. It's obviously a very busy time in your schedule, um, so we really appreciate the chance to interview you today, but um, just get right into it. How's the campaign going in Melbourne right now for you? Oh, look, it's feeling good. The um, We've been spending a lot of time at the early voting booths on stalls talking to people, and the big issues really are climate crisis, wanting to see action on that and stop opening up coal and gas mines. Uh, housing affordability is a huge one. Uh, rents in many parts of the country are skyrocketing and people have given up on ever owning a home. Um, but also things like student debt and cost of education are coming up as well a lot. But the uh, the campaign, so far, so good. And uh, in, in an election contest, it's been really like a terrible government. It's got to be turfed out. But an opposition that's not offering a lot of vision, like people like what we're putting forward. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I think um, in, in your electorate, obviously, it's something that resonates well since you've done well in previous um, candidacies so far. But when when you're doing it, when you're in such a situation of like where you're pretty likely, I guess, to win, no disrespect to the other candidates, but is it hard to kind of maintain that focus and keep on campaigning within your electorate, or do you kind of just um, let the polls get to you a little bit? Look, you have to keep campaigning. Like, there's um, no one should really take any seat for granted and I certainly don't like you've got to keep campaigning we're seeing seats right around the country that people thought were safe now changing hands and so I think uh, well I think it's a good sign that voters are feeling a lot more empowered and that they don't want to be taken for granted anymore and so I certainly never do that so no I don't don't take the foot off the accelerator for a minute yeah definitely also just Within the election cycle, I think you mentioned, I was speaking to Rob Humphreys, the candidate for Deakin the other week, and he was mentioning how um, yourself and the Greens Party were targeting about around 10 seats within Australia. Um, is that still the focus right now, or have you kind of specialised on certain seats a little bit more to kind of guarantee a few a few seats or put the odds in your favour a little bit? Yeah, so we've been campaigning in 10 lower house seats and uh, a number of Senate seats around the country now quite strongly, and we are really hoping to gain an additional three Senate seats in states, including in Queensland, where we might win at the expense of Pauline Hanson, which would be <clears throat> incredible. And 
uh, to not only win, but we'd end up in the balance of power in the Senate, which means the next government couldn't pass laws that the uh, if we change the government, then, you know, if the Liberals oppose a law, then they'll need us to get it through, which puts us in a really strong position. Um, the uh, In the lower house, we've been campaigning strongly in about 10 seats. And, of course, as the election gets closer, uh, it looks like we're in a, with a real shot in probably about five of those, so three in inner-city Brisbane, the seats of Brisbane, Griffith and Ryan, and also the seats of Richmond and uh, in New South Wales and McNamara here in Melbourne. They're seats where we're focusing a lot of attention as we get, head towards the finish line. I think we've probably level-pegging or got our noses in front, but, of course, the as it heads towards the final week, uh, the others have a lot more money, have big advertising spends, and that's something that uh, we've got to deal with in our challenge, I think, is to stay in the race in these last last week or so. Yeah, and I think just a general comment would be that uh, the influence of preferential voting is something that can't be understated, especially with the Greens. I know, for, for instance, uh, an electorate such as Higgins definitely could swing in the favour of the Greens if, I guess, learning how to vote or how to vote cards were made a bit more impactful. Just, just yeah, on that, for- yeah, I've spent a bit of time in Higgins with Sonia Simmons, our candidate there, and that's a seat that's previously been um, a Greens Liberal seat and that's one we've campaigning for a long time and it's one where I think a lot of people are going to shift their vote because of climate and your point about preferential voting is right. Like, it means that you can vote one for the party that really accords with your values and then vote two for, say, you know, the party that you think might uh, ultimately win the seat or... Um, might form government and you can do that knowing that you, you don't have a wasted vote the good thing about preferential voting is there's no such thing as a wasted vote yeah it's definitely that it's, it's a really valid point it kind of strengthens how our democracy uh, works in general but just before we let you go today i just wanted to have a bit of a question about how your relationship with the labor party obviously we know that obviously have different stances on certain things, um, but someone who's been in power and tried to compromise with the Labour Party and tried to achieve the goals that the Greens have in place, how faithful are you in the fact that the Labour Party will come to the table with the Greens in, if assuming that they will be elected and the Greens will be put in a balance of power? How much do you trust the Labour Party to help, you know, put across things such as the cost of living or cancelling the hex debt like the Greens have mentioned? Just how confident are you with with the Labour Party? Well, first thing is we want to see the Liberals gone. Like, we need a change of government. This government's made housing more expensive, made the climate crisis worse, backed more coal and gas. We need to get rid of them. So that's that's our point one this election, which is why we're preferencing Labor over Liberals uh, around the country. The um, But secondly, look, when you're in that situation, I know everyone... Uh, says all of those things before an election, but when you're in a situation when no one has a majority in Parliament, which is certainly going to be the case in the Senate, like the Greens are set to be in balance of power in the Senate, then you've got to talk to each other and they've got to work with us. And what we've seen in the past is that when we've had a cooperative relationship, we've managed to get some really good things like... um, uh, get dental into Medicare for kids, get some democratic reforms in Parliament, get action on the climate crisis. And I think you're seeing around the country the rise of third voices, which with the Greens and independents and so on. People want um, more voices at the table, but then when they're at the table, they want people to work together. And 
I feel quite confident that once we're in that situation that we can push a lot of the things that we're arguing for. Are we going to get everything? You know, maybe not. Are we going to land on something that would be better than where, say, the Labor Party currently is with wanting to open up more coal and gas or make housing more expensive? I really hope we can, and I'm quite optimistic about that. It's, it's something that we'll see in the future of time to see how the Albanese government kind of forms or assuming that they are, like I keep saying that, but assuming that they yes. are forms. But yeah, again, thank you so much for your time, Adam, today. I'm sure you're very busy with your election campaigning so far. So we really appreciate the time you have to come on. Um, Adam yeah. Ban, member of Melbourne and leader of the Greens Party. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks, Adam. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show. Thank <laughs> you.